Buenos dias from Gracia. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 21st of December 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Several international and private schools in Tarragona, Zaragoza, Tenerife, and Alicante received strange emails between Friday the 15th and Sunday the 17th. The emails contained a bomb warning telling the institutions that there were explosives on site. Following the threats on Monday the 18th, affected schools told families not to bring their kids in. However, police and explosives deactivation units didn't find any explosives. Spain's remained on a level four terrorist alert since 2015 Islamist militant attacks in Paris. On October this year, Spain announced that it was ramping up security measures because of rising tension in the Middle East, but said that it would be sticking to level four, second highest on a five-point scale. Next up, two weeks ago, the Doñana National Park in Andalucía was removed from the International Union for Conservation of Nature, or IUCN, list of places that meet global conservation standards. The IUCN, a leading global environmental organization, awards its green seal to places upholding conservation, monitoring climate change, managing health and well-being, acknowledging adherence to global nature conservation standards. The park, which has suffered a consistent loss of fauna, flora, and bird migration, drew attention after Juan Manuel Moreno, the regional leader, passed a controversial law legitimizing irrigation in the rich wetlands for agriculture. And the IUCN subsequent investigation revealed poor governance. The park was subsequently removed from the list. This was a direct blow to the Andaluz government, exposing environmental negligence and the consequences of Moreno's decision to prioritize farming over protecting the crucial nature reserves and not to reform the farming use of water. It's been a while since we spoke about COVID. The World Health Organization has said that there's a new variant of concern and it's spreading globally. The BA286, or Pirola, has been around since July. Cases have already appeared in Denmark, Brazil, Peru, Chile, and Spain. On Monday the 18th, Ecuador's Ministry of Public Health registered its first case of the new variant. While it's a variant of concern because of how easily it spreads, WHO hasn't increased protection measures. Instead, it has reminded countries to remain alert. COVID isn't the only cause of vigilant, as Houthi rebels in Yemen have been targeting maritime ships, commercial vessels, and seaplanes in the Red Sea since November, focusing on those traveling to Israeli ports to trade with the country. For context, the Houthi movement, or Ansar Allah, the Shia Islamist military and political movement based in Yemen. In response to attacks, several major companies, including BP, Maersk, and Hapang Lloyd, announced last week that they would stop sending their vessels through the Red Sea. This is already having a global economic impact as international maritime freight rates have increased by 10% in just a week because of the longer routes ships have to take, increasing fuel costs. Consequences extend to other prices as 12% of world maritime trade passes through the Red Sea. From manufactured goods to food products and oils, the Suez Canal connects Egypt and the Mediterranean through the Red Sea. It's a very important trading area. This week, U.S. and nine other countries, including Spain, have launched Operation Guardian of Prosperity Coalition Project, which will open under combined maritime forces. The coalition aims to protect trade flow and enhance security in affected places by providing American warships and protection. Sanchez calls for pragmatism from the independence movement to strengthen Catalonia's self-government. President of the government warns that the case of the Tsunami Democratique, the Catalan protest group, advocating for self-determination referendum is not comparable to ETA, the Basque separatist group, or jihadist terrorism. He defends the amnesty, but warns that, quote, 
the response to overcome the political conflict cannot be a referendum on self-determination, end quote. Her speech by the Real Madrid youth team coaches sparked controversy in amateur football, the incident unfolding during the Tic Tac Cup, an international youth tournament held over the weekend. Following Real Madrid's elimination, the coach tried to encourage players in a videoed speech. However, it soon turned weird when he swore at the 10-year-olds and told them to tighten their asses and get back to the game. Millions have seen the video on social media and condemned the coach's comments. See the footage, follow the link in the show notes. Beyond the world of sports, the latest UNICEF report highlights that Spain has been facing severe child poverty rates since 2001, and not much is changing. The latest UNICEF report looking into child poverty in the Organization for Economic Cooperation Development, or OECD, and EU countries highlights that between 2012 and 2021, Spain had a 28% child poverty rate, one of the worst in the EU. Meanwhile, Slovenia, which has a similar level of national income, has only 10%. Globally, child well-being isn't solely linked to wealth. Poland, Latvia, and Lithuania have significantly cut child poverty by over 30% since 2001. In contrast, higher income countries like France saw a 10% increase in the same period. Unfortunately for Spain, it lags behind the 8% average, leaving over 2 million children, or one in four, in poverty. Moving on to the economy, on Tuesday the 19th, the Spanish government via the state industrial participation company unexpectedly announced plan to acquire 10% of Telefonica shares aimed at becoming its largest shareholder. Their actions are in direct response to Saudi telecom company's surprise acquisition of a significant stake in Telefonica two months ago, thereby becoming its largest shareholder. The goal is to prevent any potential influence Saudi Telecom might exert on Telefonica's board. To ensure control and stability, the government aims to forge an agreement with major Telefonica shareholders, BBVA and La Caixa. Critics, including Partido Popular or Pepe, wrapping themselves in the cloak of non-market intervention, while well aware that the Saudis are super rich and spread their oil funds around to friendly politicians, have accused the government of unwarranted intervention. In contrast, others have championed the idea, calling it a proactive move for an important Spanish company to protect it from a petro-autocracy. On Wednesday, the 20th, Spain marked the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Luis Carrero Blanco, former prime minister and longtime advisor to Francisco Franco. 1973, ETA orchestrated a meticulously planned attack that claimed Carrero Blanco's life, shaking the foundations of Franco's dictatorship in Spain. To this day, Carrero Blanco's death remains a subject of intense historical debate. Some argue it it accelerated the dictatorship's demise, saying if he hadn't been killed, he would have taken over leadership after Franco. On the other hand, other historians believe that democracy was already inevitable. Regardless, it was pivotal in Spain's transformation from authoritarianism to democracy. Winter holidays in Spain faced disruptions as unions, including UGT and Comisiones Obreras, plan eight days of strikes by Iberia's ground service staff between the 29th of December and the 7th of January. The dispute revolves around Iberia's reluctance to establish its own ground service at the airport, opting to outsource employees, leading to concerns about workers' conditions and rights. While the timing couldn't be worse for Iberia, The union's strategic timing during a busy festive season will likely intensify the strike's impact. And finally, Spain finished last month rotating EU Council presidency last week. So what's been happening since? EU's Environmental Agency anticipates that the EU will fall short of its 2030 green objectives, including missed targets in energy consumption 
and renewable energy and a failure to double recycle material use. Not all bad news, though. It is projected that a 55% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 compared to 1990 figures will succeed. Because of concerns over Russia's war in Ukraine and global uncertainty, including Israel and Palestine, the EU says it is reallocating funds from the Green Deal to defense, migration, and energy diversification. This means that less money will go towards fighting climate change and renewables. And that's it for this one. If you haven't gotten your holiday presents yet, we recommend giving this podcast make an amazing and thoughtful gift. It's also free, so please tell your friends about us. If you're feeling super generous this season, you can support us financially at the link in the show notes. Hasta la próxima.